Welcome to this week's thesis here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. My name is Chris Williams. We've not had a thesis since the um, right before the bowl game, actually. And um, you might be asking, what are we going to do with the thesis now that there's no like weekly football games? So what I want to do with this, and I think you guys will really like it as it keeps going, is I want to take this time to just go in-depth on the more inside stories of Iowa State athletics and stuff I'm hearing behind the scenes and trying to just put more perspective on everything that is you know, going on at Iowa State. So that's my plan with this. Um, really quick, I do need to apologize. My, I have, I have a part broken on a microphone. The audio might not be as clear as normal today. I'll get that fixed and we won't have that problem going forward. Uh, nothing I can do about it, but I still wanted to get the podcast out here today for you. And of course we are presented by our good friends at Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye. Actually just, uh, put it on the schedule in a couple weeks. I'm going for my annual eye exam with Dr. Kruger. And I think I'm going to be taking my daughter Cameron with me too to visit Dr. Kruger because at Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye, that's what we're pushing right now. It's family eye care. They take care of it. A great locally owned business. I love that about them. A locally owned business, really great people. And they're awesome supporters of what we do here at CycloneFanatic.com and on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. So uh, everybody needs their eyes examined. We all need eye care. Take your family to Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye. All right, um, I will be back with my thoughts on, I want to give some inside thoughts on what Matt Campbell did to his coaching staff this week. Um, I have a pretty good handle on why what was done I'm going to explain that to you next and give some thoughts on uh, Iowa State basketball. You know, what's the ceiling for this team right now? Two and four start to the Big 12. What's like realistic best case scenario right now for Iowa State basketball? We're going to cover all that and more when we come back here on the Thursday Thesis. We are presented by Ames Eye and Des Moines Eye here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, welcome back to the thesis, everybody. Chris Williams here with you on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We thank you for subscribing, listening. As always, if you like what we're doing, please rate us, um, preferably a high rating, of course. Leave a comment, what you like, what you don't like. Eh, Just tell us what you like. I'm just kidding. Um, All that stuff really helps. Our podcast numbers continue to go through the roof and we're really wanting to continue to build this up with a few more announcements coming up here on the podcast network that I think you're really going to be excited about. Um, we are going to have a second season of old man game with George Niang. George wants to come back on board for next year. So that'll start probably sometime this spring. And then I have a new football podcast that we are going to take the wheels off of here. Um, Hopefully, I'll be ready to make an announcement in a couple of weeks, but it'll be a really good new football podcast for you guys here on the network. Uh, But today, we're um, talking with the thesis, and, you know, I am um, really intrigued by the Mick McCall hire that Matt Campbell finally announced on Wednesday. 
And I'm intrigued by, by this since, and I have had a chance to talk with Matt a little bit about this. And, you know, first of all, I think it's really important to look at who Matt Campbell is as a football coach. I point this out often to people when, you know, inevitably every year Iowa State does well and people start to speculate on where Campbell's going to go and why he would never stay at Iowa State. And you, you guys know that conversation. And my, my point always is to people, not that, I, I mean, I don't know. Matt could, Matt could leave at some point, and I, he probably will at some point. I mean, nobody stays at one spot forever unless you're Bill Snyder and Gary Patterson. Um, oh, yeah, those are guys that Matt really looks up to. Now, I'm not, again, I'm not writing some check that Matt Campbell's going to be at Iowa State for the next 10 years. I don't know that, but I do know the types of coaches that he looks up to. And Matt is more about building cultures and building programs and stuff that he is necessarily, um, you know, the financial aspect of it. Clearly, he's not doing too badly <laughs> at Iowa State. I'm not saying that money has nothing to do with anything because I don't know. That's none of my business. But, I mean, Matt Campbell's guys are a Division three coach, Bill Snyder, Gary Patterson, you name it. And one of the guys who's always been one of Matt's guys is Mick McCall, the longtime offensive coordinator under Pat Fitzgerald during the golden era of Northwestern football. When I look at Iowa State's coaching staff, like from a macro view, it's, we'll just focus in on the offensive side of the football. It's very young. Tom Manning, the offensive coordinator, under the age of 40. Joel Gordon, the passing game coordinator, works with the quarterbacks under the age of 40. Nate Shieldhouse is under the age of 30. Jeff Myers is under the age of 30. Think about that. Doesn't it make sense to bring in an elder statesman of sorts to put into that offensive room to bounce different things off of a guy who's seen just about everything there is to see in the sport of college football and Mick McCall. It's also notable the amount of trust that Matt Campbell has with Mick McCall, considering McCall is one of the guys who Campbell credits for getting him into the business and giving him his first opportunity all the way back at Bowling Green when Matt Campbell was a young graduate assistant and offensive line coach. Mick McCall was there tutoring him the entire way. So what I'm saying is that this hire, and I'll get into the X's and O's and why I like it from that aspect here momentarily, but the most important part of this hire is the level of trust that Matt Campbell has with this guy who he goes back decades with. You know, I've talked about it a lot in the last week, week and a half with everything that's been going on in my personal and professional life. You get to a certain point in your life and you kind of figure it out who your ride or dies are. You know what I mean? Like who's with you through thick and thin? Who can you trust unequivocally with anything at any point in time. Mick McCall is one of those guys for Matt Campbell, 
who has gotten Iowa State to a certain point now where seven and five seasons are disappointing to a good portion of the fan base, which is crazy to think about considering where we all were five years ago, but that's where it is now. And that's great. But things are going to get more difficult when you try and go from seven and five, eight and four to 10 and two and competing for Big 12 championships. You want as many of those ride or die guys with you as possible. And I also like the aspect of this. If Matt Campbell's offensive staff is doing something that, well, maybe isn't, um, maybe it's not working. Maybe it's not perfect. Maybe he can see a few things that, that need improved. Mick McCall isn't, he, he's not going to be a yes man. If you know much about this guy, this, this is a guy who's going to make his presence felt in that offensive meeting room. And I like that. This is a mixing up type of deal. Now, it kind of comes all from the same football tree, which I'm fine with. That's the Campbell culture. But I like the fact that this is an older guy coming in here who can really tutor Tom Manning as an offensive coordinator. I love Tom Manning. I think he's a bright, up-and-coming guy. I'd love it if Tom Manning was Iowa State's head coach at some point. I think he's that type of a talent. But he's still young in this profession. Mick McCall can be a great asset to a blooming Tom Manning offensive coordinator. Let's go to the X's and O's aspect of this. And I've seen a lot of, well, he got fired because Northwestern's offense was one of the worst in the country last year. You are correct. God, they were bad. I made a lot of money this year betting against Northwestern every single week, regardless of the opponent. Okay? But this is also the guy who was the leader of that offense during arguably the greatest era in the history of Northwestern football. Yeah, they were bad last year, but they played in the Big Ten championship game the year before. Eight and one in the Big Ten that year. They were ten and three overall in 2017. The the most important thing that excites me about this is I look at the types of quarterbacks that have thrived under Mick McCall. Two of the greatest in Northwestern history. Clayton Thorson, the all-time leading passer in Northwestern history in yards touchdowns he was a mick mccall guy and remember dan persa back in you know right around like 2009 2011 i uh, i remember during the cyhawk game this year my dear friend john miller who has retired now but he's the he's the old hawkeye troll you guys remember him from hawkeynation.com he's one of my good friends and he had nightmares of dan persa for Northwestern, and he kept saying, wow, that's Brock Purdy. Wow, that's Brock Purdy. I think Iowa State and Brock Purdy has a enhanced version of Dan Persa. But if you go through that 10 years where Mick McCall was the offensive coordinator at Northwestern, you see a lot of quarterbacks of the same um, stature as Brock Purdy. This is a guy who knows how to, you know, get the most out of those guys. And I, again, like, it's all about 
fit, guys. And I think that this is a really strong fit. And you have to look past, oh, he's going to be coaching the tight ends. Yeah, he will. But he's also going to be a sounding board for this entire group. If you're a quarterback coach, if you're a running back coach, whatever. Mick McCall has done it all in this business. I love this hire. I am fired up about this hire. You basically brought in another offensive coordinator who is probably a guy in Mick McCall's career who's ready to step back from all that, but I'm sure he's really excited about working with a group of young, talented coaches like Iowa State has on its staff, including Matt Campbell. This frees Matt Campbell up. I've been in their meetings um, where John Haycock is basically – running the show on defense. Matt doesn't have to do a whole lot. And Matt's, you know, in there um, with the offense. And now Matt can roam around and do both. He can play more CEO role. That's great. That's better for Iowa State football to get another veteran voice on that coaching staff. I absolutely love it. One other thing I know that Matt was happy about, and this has definitely flown under the radar but it's it's all about program building and continue to to do all that. And they got a director of nutrition at Iowa State football. Doesn't mean much to the common fan. I get it. It's little things like this that keep Matt Campbell very happy as he's building a football program. You know the facilities, all that stuff. But it's these little additions to his staff. It, the, go on the cyclones.com check it out they now have a director of nutrition for Iowa State football crazy how far all of this has come in just a matter of years alright a few thoughts on Iowa State basketball here it's a Thursday thesis we're presented by Ames I and Des Moines I um, good win the other night you guys can go check out my instant reaction my, my thoughts really haven't changed a lot on that however you know, I do, um, you know, I, I went back and watched the game. Call me crazy. I think Iowa State has an opportunity this Saturday at, at Auburn. Top 15 team. Um, I went back and watched Auburn's game against Alabama just because I could compare opponents. I've seen Alabama up close. You know, the one thing that we still have to remember and and everybody's expectations have dropped for Iowa state basketball this year. I'm not trying to, um, to not trying to put lipstick on a pig of, of sorts with this, but you know, the one thing I do think is worth pointing out that just about every game Iowa state enters, they're going to have the best player on the court. We knew that two months ago. I think it's worth pointing out now. And man, if he can get some help, this is a team that can rattle some of these games off. I don't think Iowa State can beat Baylor next Wednesday. But they may be able to beat Auburn if they play really well, even on the road. Prom's a pretty good road coach. We've seen that over the last few years. Um, this really comes down to Regier Bolton. How confident are we that Regier Bolton can... He's gotten a lot better, guys. Now, I know he's not perfect. He's still... Just go look at that Texas Tech game. He got a lot of sorts. A lot of bad turnovers. 
But Rajir Bolton right now, compared to Rajir Bolton in November, is a much better basketball player. If he keeps, you know, I, I guess I'll put it this way. What, what am I looking for here? It, I'm looking at Kansas City. How do you get out of that Thursday night? And that's not crazy to think. I mean, I know Iowa State hasn't performed that well this year. It's not crazy if you stack them up against the rest of the league to think that they can get out of the 7 through 10 Wednesday night game. And then I'm looking at how do you make a run and sneak into the NCAA tournament? I know. I'm a hopeless romantic with the clones. I get it. It's not crazy. You have a top five player in next year's NBA draft, according to a lot of people. It's not crazy. How do you get to that point? I don't even know if it's possible, but games like the other night where I see Bolton actually making shots, if Solomon Young can give you half of that, because I, I think Condit comes back around. He's plateaued a little bit right now, but I have a lot of faith in that young man. You know, I don't care who it is. If it's Jacobson one game, whatever, there's enough guys where we've seen them play to that type of a level before. Can they do it? Can they string it together? I don't know. And I have my doubts that they'll be able to do it against really good teams. But... But it's only January 23rd, and I've seen a lot crazier things happen. Again, I'm a hopeless romantic with the clones. I love this basketball team. I love the group of guys. They haven't performed up to their expectations consistently yet. But I'm, I'm still very interested to see how this season turns out. That's all I have for your thesis this week. Uh, give us some feedback. I hope you guys like it. I mean, this is what I want to do. I want to go in-depth and give you perspective on what might seem like a small story, but I'll tell you why it's not. I think the Mick McCall hire is a really big deal for Iowa State football. I think that it's perfect for him. He doesn't have to do a ton of recruiting. Let Nate Shieldhouse recruit. You know, let Jeff Myers, these young guys, recruit. That's how they make a name for themselves. Mick McCall can be there to run the ship, help Tom Manning, help tutor him. I love it. Absolutely love it. Thanks to Ames Eye, Des Moines Eye for their sponsorship. Thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in to the Psych One Fanatic Podcast Network and this week's Thursday Thesis.